When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we begin the Wednesday edition of the program, the day after Election Day, one year until basically the 2024 elections, and we are live at Mar-a-Lago down in West Palm Beach in the third hour of the program. Make sure that you are with us because Donald Trump will be here live on the air for an hour with us to finish the show today. In the meantime, we've got a lot to react to. We'll take some of your calls, 800-282-2882. But election night 2023 has now come and passed and buck i jotted down three things that based on looking at the data jumped out to me and i want to get your reaction to each of these things the lessons potentially that could be gleaned from what we saw happen in last night's results number one and this is probably the most disappointing to me and i know it's disappointing to you buck because it's one reason that you moved down to florida kentucky governor Bashir was re-elected by about five points, 52 to 47 or thereabouts, beat Daniel Cameron, the attorney general, Republican candidate from the state of Kentucky. And what really fires me up about this, this point one, is there were no consequences for COVID. Andy Bashir was wrong on everything. And we've talked about this a lot on the program. No Democrat lost his or her job for being wrong on COVID. And it might be frustrating if it's, Gavin Newsom or if it's someone in New York or a blue city or blue state. But you can at least understand that because the people there might be refusing to acknowledge that they were wrong and they're just going to vote for their tribe. Donald Trump, if he is the nominee, is going to win Kentucky by 30 points. Andy Bashir, the Democrat, got everything wrong on COVID. He kept kids out of school. He made them wear masks. 
and yet there were no consequences, even in a red state. Here's a little sports analogy for you, Buck. The only Southeastern Conference state, that is the SEC state, that is going to have a Democrat governor come January is Kentucky, and it's just frustrating. So that's my biggest takeaway, point one. I mean, and I know this fires you up, too. Well, of course, because you didn't have the consequences of uh, or for any of these Democrat governors, any of these Democrat politicians across the country. I think a lot of people have just uh, moved on from COVID. Um, People don't want to really think about it anymore. To me, it's more a function, though, of is this individual somebody who has good judgment in a moment of crisis? I think that you know everything you need to know about a leader's judgment based on how they responded to COVID in its totality, not just picking one week at one point in time or anything else, but look at how somebody in a position of authority handled it, and you know how are they under pressure, do they look at the data, or do they look at the polls first and foremost. And and so it's it's frustrating for me, but... Look, Clay, the, the real takeaway from last night, if we're looking at it uh, from the 30,000-foot view, is it was a bad night for Republicans. Yeah. It was a bad night for Republicans in uh, and the pro-life movement in Ohio, a bad night in Virginia, uh, obviously a bad night in, in Kentucky. And I think we get this, uh, if we're going to take something away from this that might be a, a positive, it is a wake-up call. Because we look at these different, uh, these different contests and, and it's a combination of things. In Virginia, it's the General Assembly, which is now Democrat. Glenn Youngkin's, uh, dream of a General Assembly that would allow him to enact conservative policies not possible, uh, given that the Democrats now control both, uh, both houses in the state legislature. Uh, Ohio, uh, changed, amended its constitution for a, uh, you know, pro-abortion uh, pro-abortion statute. Um, that's a big loss for the pro-life movement in Ohio. Obviously, you talked about Governor Bashir getting reelected, which is very depressing. Kentucky, I do not know what is going on with Kentucky there, but we have to dig into what happened in these places because here's the truth. Even with the economy as bad as it is, even with Democrats as a party looking as weak as they do right now, in individual states and in particular contests, whether it's on a ballot initiative or for a politician, if the other side outspends you, outhustles you, and outmessages you, you will lose. And when you look at the expenditures, whether it's in Virginia or in the Ohio uh, Ohio Constitutional Amendment initiative, the Democrats wildly outspent Republicans in these areas. And you say to yourself, well, guess what, guys? That stuff matters. Yeah, look, and that's why my number one is Kentucky. My number two, look, Glenn Youngkin wasn't able to flip Virginia, and he put a lot of his political capital in. I think Glenn Youngkin probably in the last two and a half years, what you would point to is the biggest and best surprise for Republicans. Now, I will say it was still very even. So while Virginia did not flip it was still, if you go look at the numbers and compare it to 2021, it is very similar. Given that Biden won that state by 10, there are still some encouraging numbers. And then the last one, you hit on it. Abortion's still a challenge. And we talked about on this show that in post-Roe v. Wade America, there hasn't been some massive decline in abortions. In fact, according to the data, Basically, abortion stayed the same, went up a little bit because some blue states got more liberal in their perspective. But they're going to try. And I was reading this morning as uh, as the uh, the data came in on Ohio. 
They're going to try to get an abortion referendum on the ballot in Arizona. They're going to try. They already got one on the ballot in Ohio and Michigan that were both successful. They had one in Kansas. They're going to try to put these on as many different toss-up states to try to drive up Democrat votes that it could become impactful in 2024. And we'll talk about this some with Donald Trump, who has been trying to address this issue. Uh, but I think you have to keep in mind that the fear, even if it's not supported necessarily by logic, the fear, given the amount of money, as you mentioned, that's going to be spent, is still going to resonate with many particularly young female voters who otherwise might not be as engaged to go vote. Well, you know, there's a split within the GOP right now, and and it's a, a powerful one. And it's something that's important to figure out going forward. And you really have, because look, the GOP is the pro-life party. The Democrats are the pro-abortion party. This has been the case for a long time. And it's a major divide. I mean, it's one of the primary ways you'll know whether someone's a Republican or a Democrat is where they fall on this issue. But if you look at what has happened in these different states and you look at the 2024 election now, just in the not too far off distance, there's going to be, it's already happening, a debate between do we go all in where we can to protect as much life as we can, or is it a better strategy to moderate and have the incrementalism that the left used for many years on abortion to get to the most extreme positions in reverse. Effectively, do you make the political calculation that, you know, you're going to accept abortion for the first 12 weeks or, you know, you're going to accept abortion for in some of these states and, and then hope that you can change minds in these states over time so that you get to a true pro-life position? Or is that an abandonment and a betrayal? of the pro-life movement that's been working for decades and decades and feels that this issue is about more than just politics. But the problem, of course, becomes if it's about more than politics and you lose, and then you have the most extreme abortion laws possible in the state because of how you've messaged it politically, you're going to have, you know, greater loss of life and, and you're going to be in a worse position. So no one's really figured out how this, you know, how to handle this perfectly yet. I think Trump has said, and we'll ask him about this today in the third hour, that this is going to be a state's issue which was the whole basis for the overturning of Roe v. Wade. So that's consistent. Um, but it, it's it's uh, people on the pro-life side, and I know many of them, and, and I've uh, I've had friends who have been working hard in the pro-life movement since I was in college. They are uh, discouraged, some of them right now. That doesn't mean they're giving up. They're just they feel like what's going on in some of these states. We have to get the messaging right. I think Nikki Haley has handled it well. I, I think you pivot from the data reflects. This is just purely political analysis. There are 10% of people who believe that there should be no exceptions at all, according to electoral politics. Uh, that is rape, incest, life of a mother, none of it. There are 10% of people that believe you should be able to have an abortion in the ninth month. What's interesting is that is almost uniformly the position of the Democrat Party. And what Nikki Haley did a really good job, I think in the first debate, if I recall, she was asked directly about it, and she pivoted and said, look, the Republican position is not radical. There's a variety of different positions on what the law should be and where states should draw the line, whether it's Ron DeSantis six weeks, Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, which in a very different state, more competitive state than uh, than Florida, said 15 weeks was the, the date that he thought made sense. Let individual states decide and pivot and attack Democrats for having the radical proposition. That, I think, is probably the best politically 
uh, tangible and feasible way to victory. Uh, but it's going to have to be something that is uh, that is adroitly managed, and I actually well, think Trump has done a good, decent job on it too. Well, it has to be dealt with state by state. That's the whole basis for again the overturning of Roe was not that it wasn't on the basis of we need a a federal law that makes it illegal for anyone to have an abortion. It was we this goes back. to It the should states. be a political it's, it's, it's issue Scalia. for individual states. It's, that's right. It's, that was the that was the Scalia position before he passed for many years. And, and I think what you've seen also, and, and for the pro-life movement, which I think is, is, uh, understands that this for them goes beyond just the normal political issues, right? That's why there's a sensitivity here. This is about saving babies' lives, but they can see that there was, uh, a, you know, very strong legislation passed and signed here in Florida by Governor DeSantis. Um, not, you know, it's not a no exception situation. Uh, also very strong pro-life legislation signed and passed in, in Texas, Governor Abbott. So there are places where there have been some victories as well on this that don't get as much attention, or I should say there's been action to defend life. But going into the 2024 election, it is clear that Democrats believe that this is an ace up the sleeve for them. The messaging on this can deliver them victories in key swing states, and GOP has got to pivot. I mean, to your point, yeah, pointing out how extreme they are, that's the way to go. It's just hard because they have more megaphones and they can shout more loudly into them. And and I think it's also important. These are not just swing states, right? Ohio is a state that Republicans probably are going to win by 10 points oh, in the 2024 election yeah. and, and not particularly close. Ohio used to be a swing state. And so where they're having success, Ohio, Kansas, these are places that uh, – are not necessarily known to be in any way competitive. I will also say whether it's in Kansas or Ohio, I mean, you look at the specific verbiage of these, um, of these ballot initiatives, or in the case of Ohio, the uh, amendment to the state constitution, and, uh, there's a, there's a Machiavellian streak in the pro-abortion side in terms of the way that they present it to the public, the messaging, you know, they know what they're doing to get the best result they can without actually telling anybody, yeah, abortion in the ninth month of a pregnancy, we think that should be legal, right? They they somehow managed to dance around that while making it sound like everybody on the right is, uh, you know, is out of step with the public and against women's rights and, and these sorts of things. So and they're out they're out uh, fundraising. Remember, you know, the abortion industry has been a massive there's been a massive machinery of that in terms of PR and politics for a very long time. So it's going to take some time for the pro-life side to catch up to this because for a long time it was really just, you know, the opposition. To they're the road. dog. They're the dog that caught the car. They, now, now, now we have to figure out how we can have a movement uh, that can deliver victories politically to match what the pro-abortion side for Democrats has done, which is honestly one of the most important political machines the Democrats even have. It's up there with like the public school unions. What percentage of people do you think know on both the left and the right that the number of abortions increased with Roe v. Wade overturned? I mean, very few, but we've talked about it on this show. Yeah, I think our audience does, but I think the number of people out there, I, th- I th- still think the fear-mongering of they're going to show up knocking on your door if your 14-year-old daughter is pregnant, it works for Democrats. The cause for the, the, the cause for hope that I think we have is that it's still very, very early in this process. And now there's no longer a nonsense constitutional provision for them to hide behind. So there is an open playing field here, but 
pro-life team needs to get to get its act together a little bit. Now that we're entering the holiday season, cyber scammers have upped their game. They're doing a full court press to steal your online info. Their random text messages and phishing emails are so sophisticated, it's almost impossible not to be fooled. I say almost because if you have LifeLock, you've got a bodyguard of sorts. No one does a better job of scanning the web looking for evidence that scammers have snagged your info than LifeLock. But If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Having LifeLock will save you time, money, and a ton of headaches. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock. Join now and save 25% off your first year with promo code CLAY. That's C-L-A-Y. Protect yourself or a family member. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to LifeLock.com. Use that promo code CLAY, C-L-A-Y, for 25% off. From the front lines of freedom and truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic, they welcomed her and supported her and provided her with a free ultrasound. Kelsey heard her baby's heartbeat and she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, a baby's chance at life doubles. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. To donate, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. 
If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We are rolling through the Wednesday edition of the program from Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach. Encourage you, as always... Go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a moment. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton as well. You can also hear Carol Markowitz and Tudor Dixon's podcast. You will absolutely love it. Go get signed up today. President Trump is going to walk in this room at any moment. He has just pulled up at Mar-a-Lago. He is going to spend the third hour of this program with us as we sit, Buck. Interestingly enough, this is the seven-year anniversary of the day that Hillary Clinton called Donald Trump to concede that she had lost the 2016 election. A great moment for Trump, a great moment for America. You were in New York City at that time. New York City didn't, didn't love it as much as I did. but As Hillary had a collection of glass ceiling uh, celebratory balloon releases that never actually were released that night and we are going to talk about the incredible craziness and tempest that is likely to ensue over the next year also we'll see what president trump thinks about the uh debate that is going to be happening and he's going to be doing an event in south florida tonight buck at Hialeah, is that how you pronounce it? This is an area of Miami that I know you're familiar with. I'm sure there'll be a big crowd there listening to President Trump. He is scheduled to speak at 745, just in advance of when the debate for the Republican primary will begin right at 8. So he's counter-programming in many ways, as he has continued to do, while not being on the stage for the debate with his own events. And you see that the numbers uh, after each one of these debates... The numbers for President Trump haven't gone down at all. Um, oh, here, here he is. He's walking the room right now. We're getting him as he comes off the, off the golf course. Sir, we want, we want to stand and shake your hands. Our mics are down here. So here we go. Here we go. You just sit so much. Thank you so much. Good to see you. Mr. President, great of you to uh, make the time for us here. Um, look, you know, Clay and I have a bet. Can we start with this one? Yes. A stake bet. Assuming it's going to be you, sir. Assuming it's going to be you, which it certainly looks like now in all the polls. And we've been saying this. It's just overwhelming favorite now based on the numbers. Do you think you're going to be facing Joe Biden? Do you think they're going to pull some last-minute plan, shenanigans, some kind yeah. of a plot? What do you well, think? Well, that's all they know how to do. That's all they're good at is shenanigans. And uh, I think that it possibly will be him. I would have said almost definitely. I find it hard to believe he's the worst president in history. He's the worst. He's making... Jimmy Carter looked like a genius. Jimmy Carter may be the happiest man around today. He's uh, he's an elderly gentleman right now, but he's a very happy man because he looks brilliant by comparison to what's happening to our country right now. But uh, I I think it's going to be him. Yeah. It looks like Do you it. want it to be him? Would you like to run it? If you could pick an opponent, 
Yeah. You know, you're going to go to a UFC fight up at Madison Square Garden. Right. People are going to love it. Right. Sometimes those guys get to pick the guy that they want to fight right. against. Right. Would you pick Biden as the opponent if you had to pick a Democrat to run against right now? Well, I don't want to do anything to influence because, you know, uh, anything I say, they're going to do the opposite and they're going to think it's a chess game. And, you know, and when you, get, and when you get right down to it, it is a chess game, right? Uh, I'd love to run against Biden. I think I did great against him when I ran. Uh, I don't know. You know, I, your show is great, and I know your opinions on things, but what went on in that election is yeah. disgraceful. But I think that uh, it's probably, if I had a choice, I would pick him, and I would pick uh, Kamala second. I would say she's right there. It looks like he's not going to be able to get rid of her, so in a certain way you could say she's running also much more strongly than a normal vice president would be running, and that's okay. Some people say you campaign against her because people don't want her. And they say it's very hard to take her out of the equation. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they're saying. Uh, I would say that if I had my choice, I'd love to run against him. Uh, I got 75 million votes that they say. That's what they say, but I think it was many, many more votes. We have uh, very, very third world elections. Uh, you see that up in Connecticut this weekend, this yeah, last uh, few days. Uh, and it happened again last night. They found a lot of uh, improprieties you know, to, President, to use lot, a nice word. We get a lot word. of calls, emails from people voted for you, and and one of their anxieties is, well, why is it going to be different this yeah. time? Is the Trump team on it? Have they done yeah. the things necessary to ensure things the next time around? What do you say to them? So I, the two biggest questions I get is, how do you take it? And the second is, will it happen again? Meaning the cheating. And the cheating is massive. Uh, we got caught with COVID. And again, you know, I was uh, somebody that ran very, very hard. I did seven rallies on the final day, seven. And they were all big rallies. They weren't small ones. They were big ones. Started at nine in the morning and we finished, finished up at four in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. And uh, all over the place. I went from Florida to Iowa. I went from 81 degrees to two degrees below zero. <laughs> That's pretty tough. It's right? not, a, not a trade people want to make very often. No, no. And, and you know, honestly, that's uh, if you can look at that's called pneumonia time. When you go from 81 or 82 to two degrees below zero at uh, late in the evening, that's a, that's a, you're covering a lot of territory. And I did a great job and we got votes like nobody's ever no no sitting president has ever gotten anywhere near that number of votes. And I felt I could go home and I would watch a fair election. And I went home and it looked really good. And then around 10 o'clock in the evening, all of a sudden they started finding lots of ballots and start, things started changing. And then at 3.02 uh, in the morning, things happened that were really, really bad. So, you know, we did great against him. And uh, I believe we won by a, a tremendous amount. And we have proof of it. And we're releasing the proof. And you'll see the proof. It'll come up a lot over the next period of a few months. And I think it's very important for people... To know, uh, you know, we have uh, in Alabama, we had a man that uh, was very strong, Mo Brooks, and then he went, he thought he was going to go political. I think he hired uh, John McCain or Mitt Romney's consultants, and they say, forget about the election, forget about it. And he forgot about it, and he went from a 54-point lead in a period of about 24 hours to losing to being in third place. And Katie Britt ended up winning. I endorsed her, and she ended up winning. Uh, so it's a very important issue. You have to learn from history. But I went home and I thought I did a great job and I thought I'd enjoy watching it on television. And I did until around 10 o'clock in the evening. Then I said, what's going on here? It was crazy. And, you know, we have to have strong borders and we have to have 
fair elections. And if we don't have fair elections and strong borders and some other things, too, but maybe they're the most important things. We have to have borders and we have to have elections that are great. Mr. Trump, uh, during your time, there was no Russian invasion of Ukraine. Right. And there was no mass casualty 9-11 style terror attack against Israel by Hamas. Right. You didn't have a national security background beforehand. You were a businessman beforehand. But I talked to you, you on occasion. You know, you got some good Mr. Advice. CIA. Yeah, you wanted you know, to be Mr. Your CIA. CIA. I thought he was great. Yep, he was. He would be very good. I think he would be very good. <laughs> anyway, you, um, by the way, you would be very good. Thank you, sir. Go ahead. The, on this, on these issues um, of national security right now, the world is less safe. People feel that now. You're seeing that, and a lot of Americans are seeing the Biden foreign policy and Biden national security policies crumble before their eyes. And, and say to themselves, hold on a second, they were supposed to be the team that knows what they're doing. What do you do to come in when you come into office, if you win, on Ukraine, on Israel? What are some of the ways that you're going to approach those issues? So the saddest thing is that it would have never happened under a Trump administration. Ukraine was not going to happen, and it didn't happen. You know, for four years, he didn't. He doesn't change, and he's somebody that wants to get things done the way he wants them. And I knew him very well. I got along with him very well. We had a very good relationship. But uh, and and in fact, you know, the whole Russia thing was a hoax and it made it really harder to get along with Putin and Russia. And uh, what they did was really treasonous, if you think about it, because you could end up in a war if we had different people, maybe a different guy than him and a different guy than me. Uh, you could have ended up in a war because of the Russian hoax. And it was a total hoax. And that's been proven. But the sad thing is it would have never happened and it didn't happen. The same thing with Israel. That would have never, they would have never been attacked for simple reason that Iran was broke. I told China, if you buy any oil, any from Iran, and that's where they made all of their money, a lot of money, they have a lot of oil, uh, you're not going to do any business in the United States and we're going to also tariff you at 100% anything that does come through. I said the same thing to India. I said the same thing to many countries, and literally nobody bought. And they were broke. And if you remember, in fact, you guys covered it very well in a different position you were in, frankly. But you both covered it very well. They didn't have money for Hamas. They didn't have money for Hezbollah. They didn't have money for any of these terrorist groups. And during my four years, we had no terrorism, none. And I didn't want to talk about it. I couldn't talk about it because I don't want to say it. And like what happened to them, they you started and, talking. And, and, and destroying ISIS, it. by the way, destroying yeah. ISIS. That was a and very I did nice destroy ISIS, right? Yes. I destroyed them in four months. And uh, people said you couldn't do it in four years. We have great, you know, we have great military and we have great generals, not the idiots you see on yeah. television. We have some great generals. I could go over. We'll do a second show on some of the people. But we knocked out ISIS way, way, way fast. Nobody thought it would even be possible. And by the way. I had it down to 99%. I said, okay, let's get out of there. And the fake news started hitting me. Why don't you do the rest? I said, all right, do the rest. And they did the rest in about two minutes. The last time we were with you, Bed uh, Bedminster, yeah. beautiful golf course. Right. You were hosting a live event there. Right. Your grandkids walked in. Your grandfather. Right. You've got Jewish grandchildren. Yeah. When you saw what Hamas did, not as president, but as grandpa. Yeah. What did that feel like to think those could have been my grandchildren? Did that strike you? It did. A lot of things struck me. First of all, the level of uh, ferocity and uh, the level of hatred and also the inhumanity nobody's ever seen. Forty-two babies had their heads cut off. It's not even reported, really, because I think it's so gross and so horrible that 
people maybe correctly don't want to report it, but maybe it's a better thing that they do because, you know, I look at what's going on now and it seems like that's one part of the equation that nobody's talking about anymore. You know, they're not talking about when. Can you believe the Democrats are trying to defend some of them? Hamas? They're trying to not only some of them, a lot of them. And Biden now is trying to be neutral. Yeah. Biden well, the Democrats really... have an anti-Semitism problem, don't they, in the party? There's a real anti-Semitism. In the yeah, party. I think they have a lot of problems. It's, you know, Israel was the strongest. Let's go to lobby the strongest lobby that you had in the country 15 years ago today it's almost like if you defend israel you're going to have some problems when i watch uh, aoc plus three yeah or when i watch this talib get up and just absolutely what she said if i would have said that i said peacefully and patriotically right look at me look at look at the things i said how nice they were how good go home uh, our police and law enforcement they love you they cherish you. You know, the things I said, if I would have said what they said, it, nobody nobody can believe what she's been saying. Now, see, she got censured, but not such a big deal. What she said, if that were coming out of my mouth, uh, I would have been excoriated or a Republican generally. Me more so than most. We're here with, with President Trump in Mar-a-Lago. We're going to come back in a moment here and talk to him about the border about the economy, about the legal issues right now, and obviously the uh, debate tonight, if he has any thoughts on that one. We'll get into that in just a second. Start earning high-yield returns in a low-yield market by investing in Phoenix Capital Group's corporate bonds. Choose your investment amount, term limit, and earn returns from 9 to 13% annual interest with Phoenix Capital's domestic energy asset bonds. These bonds have been qualified with the SEC and are also independently audited. Phoenix Capital buys energy royalties previously reserved for institutional investors, now accessible to you, the savvy investor. Phoenix Capital Group is disrupting the traditional energy industry through their proprietary offerings, yielding 9 to 13% annual interest for accredited investors. Learn more by downloading the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today. One truth revealed after another. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We're here with President Trump in Mar-a-Lago. He's got a big event tonight in Hialeah, kicking off at 7 Eastern, so make sure you tune in to that. He'll be doing a rally. Uh, President Trump, you know, DHS Secretary Mayorkas, the border is something we talk about here a lot on the show. Mayorkas was asked if he knew how many millions of illegals who have entered the country under Biden how many of those millions are still here? The estimates are something like six to eight million have come into the country. The most that anybody can remember, probably the most of all time. I mean, you knew it was going to be bad. Did you think it was going to be this bad? And how do you fix it when we uh, if things are in a position for you to turn them around by having Trump term two? So I think that, first of all, we had the strongest border in history. Three years ago, think of it. We went from the strongest border to the weakest border anywhere in the world, in my opinion. There's never been anything like it in the world. I don't care what country, third world country. I would always say they use sticks and stones. They wouldn't let this happen to a country. And uh, I believe the number is 15 million people by the end of that term, the way they're coming. And, you know, they have the largest caravans anyone's ever seen now walking as we as we speak right now. Right now. Yeah. They have the largest caravan anybody's ever seen coming through Mexico and just going to pour right into our country. And as you know, and I say it all the time, and I'll be saying it tonight in Hialeah, uh, and we're going to have a big crowd. We're going to have 35, 40,000 people. Here I am. It shows my respect for you. 
I'm going and I'm supposed to be getting ready for going down and I'm talking to you guys and you guys say, how about saying another 25 minutes? And we're jokingly saying, do you think Biden would do a 45 minute this before? If Joe Biden, Mr. President, sat down with us for one hour. They would invoke the 25th Amendment, and they would no yeah. longer be able to defend him as being able but to But then run. Kamala would be president. So is that well, that might get a little bit, yeah. might get a little bit scarier. I want to ask you this. We were just talking about Israel. Um, Hillary Clinton on The View, you probably haven't seen this today. I know you call her beautiful Hillary now, so you might have to change the, uh, the adjective. <laughs> uh, Hillary Clinton said that you were Hitler-like in some ways. The Democrats right now are defending some of them. Hamas from the worst attack since the Holocaust. Yeah. We talked about you have Jewish grandchildren. You have a Jewish daughter now. That seems beyond the pale to me. An attack like that, can you believe that even they would stoop that low and continue even in the wake of what happened? Well, part of the reason we have this tremendous, uh, they say, Trump derangement syndrome, whatever it is, and she's one of the type, top uh, purveyors of it, to be honest with you, but... No, she was expected to win. The Democrats were expected to win the election. They didn't even know they'd be running against but long before I got it. They would, they were expected to easily win. They do have an advantage. You know, they start off with 38 points. People say, how come Biden's up at 38, 37, 32? Because they start off with a big group of people. You know who the people are. And I think we're actually taking a lot of those people, but the Republicans don't. Uh, but no, she's, uh, she's deranged. She's got, uh, I mean, she's never gotten over it. And the party's never gotten over it, frankly. And that's why they hit me so hard. And now we're winning by a lot. How can they say you're the threat to democracy when they're the ones who are weaponizing the justice system in multiple indictments against you to prevent the American people from being able to vote for you? Multiple indictments and beyond indictments, even civil cases. They want to keep me so busy. They want to keep me in courthouses. This never happened in this country before. Happens in other countries, third world countries, banana republics. Never happened in this country before. And now people are seeing, and so far it's been backfiring, uh, because I, I went up, I'm the only person probably that ever got indicted who went up very substantially in the polls immediately upon the announcement of the indictment. And that's because I can go on your show. I can talk to you guys about it. I can go on other shows if I have to. I can get the word out. A normal politician would be destroyed. They got indicted. They would leave. They would immediately announce they're going back to their family. That would be it. So, so far it hasn't worked out, but it should never be done, and they're opening a big Pandora's box because it can happen the other way. No too. doubt. We'll, we'll talk about more, that yeah. when we come back. I want to tell you right now, everybody out there listening, Mike Lindell's got a new product, My Towels. Super soft, absorbent, thanks to the special cotton they use. You'll enjoy every moment you're wrapped in My Towels. Six-piece set, as low as twenty nine ninety eight, with our names as the promo code Clay and Buck. Get the designer premium line, just 20 bucks more. Whichever you choose, 50% in savings. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. off the team at MyPillow. Excited for you to try out the MyTowels. Enter the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269 for this special and many more. That's promo code Clay and Buck. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. 
You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. No surprise, but do you know the number of abortions in states where it's deemed legal have increased since the overturning of Roe v. Wade? Sadly, unborn babies' lives are more at risk than ever, and that's where preborn steps in. Preborn introduces moms to their precious babies through ultrasound. When a mom in crisis hears her baby's heartbeat and sees her or him on ultrasound, she is twice as likely to choose life. Preborn has rescued hundreds of thousands of babies' lives, and their network of clinics are located in the highest abortion states, standing strong for moms in crisis and the most vulnerable preborn babies. Five ultrasounds are just $140, helping to rescue five babies. Preborn relies on donations from us. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck sponsored by Preborn. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think I'm covered. No worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show with President Trump from Mar-a-Lago. By the way, nice place, $18 million. How about uh, I make an offer for it? Sounds like a very <laughs> good deal. deal. Um, we were talking as we went to break about some of the legal shenanigans that you are involved in that Democrats are putting you through. And I was on Jesse Waters. I know you like Jesse and watch him recently. And he asked me the question, uh, do you think Trump, he was asking me, would benefit from being arrested for violating a gag order and potentially thrown in prison? Do you think that would benefit you politically? Do you think the judges have the wherewithal to be willing to do that? How would you analyze? Because you're good. To me, it's a clear constitutional violation. I'm speaking as a lawyer. You should be able to speak out. But do you think they would put you in prison, jail? And do you think that would benefit you if it happened? Well, I actually think they're capable of anything. Uh, I never thought that as a president who was a popular president. Again, I got more votes even with their numbers, which were uh, frankly not correct. 
I'm being nice when I say that, but uh, I got more votes than any other sitting president. That's a popular president. And we did a good job with the taxes, with everything, with the military, with, you know, no wars. We didn't start any wars. We rebuilt our military. So much uh, best job numbers, best economy we've ever had. No inflation, energy independent, going to be energy dominant. We would have been in six months the most dominant energy source in the world that the world has ever seen. And boom, it was all stopped. And that's what started inflation. So I was very popular. Uh, I was always uh, of the opinion that a thing like this couldn't happen. In other words, you protect your former presidents. It's, uh, you know, it's a terrible thing to go after a former president, other than if you're in a banana republic. And a possible a future thing. president as well. And which a possible, adds to it. yeah, it's possible. Do you think they would put you in, in jail, and do you think that would benefit you? I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to say. Yeah, I don't want to say about benefit because I don't want to predict that but uh would I, would they if they could i think they would do it yeah i think it's not beyond them i think these are very uh deranged and angry people have you thought about if they put you in prison and you're the nominee that you could be trying to run for president from prison i mean that's a crazy thing to even have to consider have you contemplated it? well a lot of crazy things have happened over the last uh period of time and number one i won the election that people said couldn't happen. You know, in the history of elections, presidential, 93% have been politicians, 7% have been generals. And there's never been sort of an outsider. I guess that was the ultimate outsider. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, a lot of things have happened, and we did a great job. And it could happen again for somebody. Although when they see what I go through, I've had a lot of successful people say, wow. At first, when you did it, I think, you know, they, they sort of said, I wish I could have done that. But now uh, a lot of people that are very successful would not. Well, we often it. say, sir, the process is the punishment. And even yeah. if you can make it through this process, it sends a message to a lot of other people who maybe down the line would want to challenge. Indictments and, and all this craziness. You know, there is a Republican debate that is happening tonight. Yeah. You're not going to be there. You're doing your event at, at Hialeah. Just wondering um, if, if, well, one thing. How do you think uh, your your competitors are going to do tonight on the stage against each other? Do you have any predictions you would share with us? And also, assuming you win, would you consider any of the people debating tonight as a possible VP candidate? It's possible. Look, some of them I like a lot. Some of them are running. I, I happen to have a couple of them that are very friendly. They Well, uh, you could look at some say I was the best president in Vivek a generation. He has said it. A couple of others have said it, too. Uh, Nikki Haley actually said he was a great president. I would never run against him. He was a great, great president, the best president in a hundred years. And then, you know, three months later, I will be running <laughs> against the president. So, you know, these are politicians. It's one of those things. Yeah, I respect uh, a number of them and some I have no respect. I mean, what is this guy Asa Hutchinson doing? He's at zero and he keeps running. And I thought he was out because he didn't make the last debate or the first debate. And he's still in there, and I probably didn't make this debate either, right? But yeah. he's still in there. What's he doing? We have our theories about this, but wondering what you think. Why is Chris Christie running? Maybe to get a job. Uh, he's a guy that is very angry that I didn't give him a job because I didn't trust him. Uh, but he's that's his only problem, by the way. He really wanted to be a certain position. And I just didn't want to do it. I didn't feel he was trustworthy. And I'm right about that. He's very deranged. And... He's making a fool out of himself. He's at less than 2% now. He's doing very poorly. Hutchinson's doing horribly. Uh, Governor of North Dakota is actually a very capable guy, but he's not getting his message across at all. You know, he's made some money. He's successful. Good guy. He's a very good guy. Always supported me, by the way, in two elections. I always had his endorsement and his support. 
uh, and uh, probably will again because, you know, he doesn't seem to be making it. Uh, started off uh, on a pretty good foot, but he's having a hard time. And I think he'll probably support me if he gets out, when he gets out. Uh, but if you look at the states, I'm doing great in Iowa. I'm doing great in New Hampshire. I'm doing great in South Carolina. You know, winning are, are, by like 40 points. Are you surprised points. at all by the numbers that came out just recently about you ahead in, I think it was five of the six swing states? New York Times poll. I mean, yeah. you, you probably thought it was good, sir, but did you think it was that good at this point? Well, we had the Washington Post poll a week before, and that one had us at, at 11. They actually started off at 9, then they had to change it they to 10. They had to actually write and say, hey, these are the results, but we don't believe That's them. That's right. They said this must be an outlier, yes. right? To be exact, this yeah. must be an outlier. How would you like to spend a million dollars at a poll and get the results, not like and them, and call it an outlier? And immediately claim that it wasn't <laughs> accurate because uh, it was too beneficial to you. Buckminster VPs, I said I would ask you this. Would you consider Tucker Carlson on your VP list? Oh, I want to wow. give, give you a hypothetical here. You're a big sports fan. You know, like Nick Saban's going to retire at some point. And if you talk to the athletic director at Alabama, he would say he has a list. So would Tucker Carlson be on your list of potential VPs? And how many names might be on that list as you sit and look and survey the political field? Well, first of all, you know, I did my first, uh, you could call it counter-programming, but I, I won't call it that. But uh, Tucker wanted to do an interview during the first debate. And I think you know, because this is what your business is, we broke every record. Monster audience. Yeah. In history, yeah. I think it just hit over 300 million people. But it was for that evening over 207 million. It then got to 275 within a day or two. And the biggest ever was Oprah's interview with Michael Jackson, which was 125 million. So we almost doubled it. Now, who would have thought that was going to happen? The debate, the last debate they had, had the lowest audience in the history of presidential debates. I don't know if you know it. And I think the one... Tonight is not, it's on tonight, and yeah. I don't even talk about it. Would you consider it's, it's Tucker, though, that they based on the I numbers? like Tucker a lot. I guess I would. I think I'd say I would, because he's got great common sense. You know, when they say that you guys are conservative or I'm conservative, it's not that we're conservative. We have common sense. We want to have safe borders. We want to have a wall because walls work. You know what, when I used to say about walls, I'd say wheels and walls, everything changes. Uh, the computer that you have in front of you, in about a month from now, will be totally obsolete. Right now, you have the finest equipment in the world, and in about a month from now, that equipment will be obsolete. The only two things for centuries that's not obsolete are wheels and walls, right? <laughs> that's so, pretty good. No, when you think about yeah. it, right? A, yeah. wheels, a wheel will always be a wheel. It's never going to change. And a wall will always be a wall. And, and walls work. work. And, and no, no, walls work. Remember when they were saying they were walls saying don't, don't work? work. Yeah. And Remember, and walls. Joe, yeah. Joe Biden's got a wall at his beach house, by the way. Yeah, and he does. And by the way, uh, there are a lot of other walls. Nancy Pelosi has a wall also. And if she didn't have a wall, of course, it didn't work that well yeah. with respect to the husband. But, you know, you want to talk generally to you. speaking, it would work. Mr. President, I want to talk to you about the uh, the economy. Bidenomics, maybe. We could get into that in a moment. Uh, and, and we'll close out here with you in just a second. But, you know, folks, there's truth in the phrase, practice makes perfect. It's why most gun owners regularly visit the gun range, but it can be expensive and time-consuming. It's why you need a Mantis X, a device you can use at home without ammo. This type of training is called dry fire practice. And with the Mantis X, it's one of the best ways to improve your shooting accuracy. The Mantis X attaches to your firearm like a weapon light, connects to your phone, and the Mantis X app. Gives you drills and courses and gives you data-driven, real-time feedback. That's what the Mantis X can provide. Most people see real improvement within a half hour of using this training device. 
It's now being used by U.S. military and special forces. We're talking about military-grade technology at an affordable price. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X dot com. Geek out with the guys on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. A new episode every Sunday. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're closing up shop here on Clay and Buck with former President Trump sitting here at Mar-a-Lago in advance of his massive Hialeah rally tonight in South Florida. We also, Clay, I am super excited, have got ourselves... Trump mugshot T-shirts, courtesy, courtesy of the president the, himself. The story about nailing this shot quickly. Uh, the mugshot photo is iconic. Well, I went you to had Atlanta. One take. Tell me yeah, why. I'll give it to you. One take. I went to Atlanta and I was greeted by a sheriff who was really very nice and he was apologetic for having to do it. And we walked into a building, a lot of police, and they were so nice, waving to me and everything else. It was a little, little interesting. And they said, sir, are you ready? I said, for what? We're going to take a photo of you. And it was a camera in the ceiling. I said, okay, uh, where is it? It's up in the ceiling. And I looked at the ceiling. Ready, sir? Yeah, boom. And they didn't do two, three, four, five. And when I saw it, which was sent to us a few hours later, when I saw the picture, I couldn't believe it. I said, it's actually a decent picture. It's a good picture. It's maybe they were all saying this is an iconic picture. This was something that was very unusual. I figured it would be a horrible. Yeah, like an Instagram star. I is. thought it was going to be a horrible picture, but it was a pretty <laughs> it cool. Came picture. out very well. We appreciate the T-shirt. So I want to try to to get everybody on a hopeful note here because a lot of our audience feels like right now we talked about the national security challenges under Biden. We talked about the wide open border, the crime in cities, and the economic impact of this administration. People yeah. can't afford. Food. They can't afford gas. They're running up credit card bills that they're going to be stuck with for years, just paying off the interest. Bidenomics, as you know, was something they rolled out and have basically rolled back because they realize it's not going to it's not going to work for them. Not with inflation where it is, not with mortgage rates where they are. People look back to 2019. They look back the last year of your presidency and they think about the economy that we had, not with COVID going on, just the economy that we had for the years of your of your first term. How do we get back there? Can we get back there? What would you do? Well, we can. We have the greatest economy in history, and now we have a bad economy, and inflation has destroyed it. And uh, anything they do have, it's just the fumes of from what we left, because we left the best numbers that they've, anybody's ever seen. And and we as acknowledged to be the greatest economy in history. I'm the president with the greatest economy, and we were also very safe. We had security. We had everything going. But we're going to bring back uh, energy. And we're going to get energy down. It's very expensive. It's $5, $5. And even in California, it's $8.09 today for a tank for a gallon of gasoline. We're going to get that way down. We're going to bring energy way down. That's going to bring other things down. We're going to get rid of inflation. We're going to lower interest rates. You're going to be able to buy a house again. And we will get this going so incredibly well. We're going to strengthen the border. Not strengthen it. It's so weak now. We're going to make it really like I had it if not stronger. You know, he likes to go to the beach. If he just went to the beach when he came in, just went to the beach every single day, he inherited the strongest border we've ever had, and now we have the worst. He inherited the greatest economy ever, especially pre-COVID. But then I got it back to a point where the stock market was higher than when COVID first came in. Nobody can even believe it. The recovery was incredible, what we did in just a short period of time. And he inherited all of these things. I rebuilt the military. We did so much. 
And if he just would have gone to the beach every day, because somebody in his group, you know, one of these consultants likes him on the beach. I don't particularly think it looks very good. You don't he, think he looks good shirtless? So. I don't think. <laughs> and when he can't lift one of those chairs yeah. that weighs six ounces that any it yeah. oh, made for anybody to lift. 74%, by the way, even on CNN, we were talking about that stat earlier, think that he does not have the stamina to be president of the United States. I mean, 74%. Yeah. It's hard. By the way, this is breaking news I wanted to hit you with. Uh, James Comer House Oversight Committee has announced subpoenas targeting President Biden's family, including Hunter and James Biden. How corrupt do you think the Biden family is? And in retrospect now that you got impeached for asking about clear Ukrainian corruption actions right. of the Bidens. Right. It's pretty extraordinary. Yeah, I got impeached for that, and it turned out I was 100% right. Everyone says, boy, that was terrible because Trump was right. I was right. You know, they do have a hat that says Trump was right about everything. We were right sort of about everything, but we were right about that. And, you know, when I got indicted, it was a whole new ballgame for me. I now, out of respect for the office of the president before the indictment, I treated him much differently than I treat him now. I treated him with a certain degree of respect. I treated him as, a, as a, an opponent. Now I treat him, and oh, very truthful, he's the worst president we've ever had. He's grossly incompetent. He has no idea what's going on, and he's totally corrupt. I wouldn't have said those things before, but they basically opened a Pandora's box, which, by the way, can hit, come back to hit and really hit them hard. So uh, I think they should have uh, Hunter there. I think Hunter will be unable to answer the questions. And I think, frankly, they should call Joe Biden also. One of the biggest problems that the country has right now seems to be the two-tier justice system, yeah. which you know better better than most, right. and the weaponization of the Department of Justice and, and federal prosecution for political ends. How do you clean that up? Because a lot of people see this now. Clay was talking about his IRS audit recently. Recently, yeah. a lot yeah, of people I take see. Over this show. Yeah. I did sports yeah. talk radio, that, you know, nobody uh, cared. Uh, I take this show, suddenly I got uh, an IRS. A lot of people Isn't see that this. Yeah. A lot of people see this, Mr. President. They say, "How do we come back from this?" Because well, it's a two-way really... street. It's when this happens, and one of the things I hated so much. This is now going to be maybe standard fare, maybe, and maybe it won't be. You know, if you pick the right people at the top, and we had some great people. You know, we talk about people that I didn't like, but we had some great people that did a fantastic job. All of the things we did, you know, rebuilding the military, all the things we did, we had some unbelievable people in the administration. But it does start from the top of a big agency, whether it's uh, DOJ or FBI. You pick the right people. You have to get the right ones. And when you get it right, it's beautiful. Most of our agencies were phenomenal, the job they did. Uh, environmental, as an example, the environmental didn't stop us, and yet we were very environmentally friendly. But it didn't stop us from doing things that were incredible. You know, we didn't, it wasn't a bottleneck. They just use it for a bottleneck. I used it to have clean air, clean water, and let's get the job done and let's produce a lot of jobs. But we have to get the right people. But when it comes to the weaponization, that's a very dangerous game they're playing because if I win, I can say, well, you know, there's a Democrat that's really doing well against me. Mr. Attorney General, make sure you indict him because you can indict anybody for anything. You can walk across the street the wrong way and you can get indicted. And it's a shame. It's a shame. And they've opened a box that should never have been opened. 
And on nonsense, they say, I challenge the election. Of course they did. It was a corrupt election, but I challenge it. But they all challenge the election in 2016. I mean, almost every Democrat congressman and senator challenged the election in 2016. But when we challenge it, they open a box where you get indicted over it. And that's a very dangerous thing for them, but it's a very bad thing and dangerous thing for our well, country. Will there be a lot of pardons and commutations of people that you think were treated unfairly, uh, J6 defendants, January 6 defendants under your, an administration, uh, your administration? Yes, absolutely. They were treated horribly. And it's very interesting when I see that very expensive fence that I built in front of the White House. You know, we built that. We rebuilt it. It's made of titanium. And it's really, when I see that being damaged by these people, that's the White House. Mostly you have the Capitol. Let's see what happens to those peaceful protesters about the damage that they're doing to the White House and areas around the White House. Because we have people put in jail for five, six, seven years who didn't do anything wrong. And, yes, that will happen very quickly. Quickly, do you want cameras in the event you're in a courtroom? Well, I'd love to, but I wish they had it when I testified. You know, now it's going to be perhaps a little bit less exciting. It's very sad to watch my daughter be dragged along by that attorney general who's just a disgraceful person. Disgraceful. President Trump, thanks for being here with us. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much, both. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young kids, builds specially adapted smart homes for severely injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of his first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel of Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the Foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.